Hey, uh, this is Nick, one of the producers for Love and Radio. Uh, I just wanted to let you know before we start the show that uh, this deals with adult themes. So, if you're offended, you shouldn't listen. Um, also, the opening clip is from a show called Marketplace uh, that airs on public radio stations all over the world. Uh, that's an excerpt, so, you know, that's how it works. Okay, bye. George Kirkendall lives and works in Memphis, Tennessee. Kirkendall runs a group called Citizens for Community Values, the first Christian ministry in the country to work directly with women in the sex industry by helping them find more mainstream jobs. It's a story that might not be appropriate for younger listeners. Sean Cole's in Memphis. I'm in the passenger seat of George Kirkendall's truck, learning a lot about prostitution. For example, and you just don't think of this, street walking is one of those weather-dependent jobs. The reason you don't see anybody out here today is because it's 95 degrees and humidity is probably 95. Lap dancing is considered prostitution in Tennessee, and strip clubs in Memphis tend to blur the line between the two. A consultant group hired by the city said there was more physical contact in Memphis clubs than usual. That Memphis was the wildest out of the dozen cities it's seen. I thought, how bad could it be? But then I went to one of the clubs and saw things I could never talk about on the radio. Which I, in fact, tried to talk about on the radio, but the editor <laughs> cut them out. Yeah. So I'm imagining where you're going to come into this is... I can say, like, well, you know, George... Kirkendall says, you know, the clubs are really out there and whatever, but I should probably just go and see if he's right, and I don't think he is. They had told me about this one club called Platinum Plus, which is, uh, you know, supposed to be like the craziest, you know, club of the crazy clubs in town, and like it's the club that online is rated as the one where like you can get anything you want out of, and drugs and sex or whatever, and so I was like, oh, I guess I should go to Platinum Plus. So I call a cab, <clears throat> I finally knock on the door, and I'm getting really nervous, which was like no reason, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like going to a nightclub, it's like going to anything, it's not like I was gonna be, it's not like I was going with a tape recorder, like I wasn't gonna bring a, cause I wouldn't have gotten in. <clears throat> Cabby picks me up, and he's this like, like, Memphis-y, Memphis, Memphis dude. <clears throat> and I was like, can I sit up front with you? And he's like, yeah, sure, so we're sitting in front. So you going to Platinum Plus? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to Platinum Plus. He goes, you going to look at some titties? And I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I guess, <laughs> sure. And then I just started making conversation, and I said, do you drive all night? Like, do, do you just start it? you do the night shift? And he goes, yeah, you know, I'll be, I'll be driving. And he's like, you know, and then I, I gave me some pussy, dude. And I was like, really? And he's like, one girl, you know, she, uh, she suck your dick so good, you make you cry. <laughs> and he starts going, oh, you know, like sticking his thumb in his mouth and like rocking back and forth. And I'm like, I probably don't need to know about any of this. We get to the club push open the doors and this woman on stage completely naked fake <clears throat> boobs you know like balloons on her you know where boobs are <clears throat> and there are all these women in various stages of undress and you know they're sort of just cycling 
Dance will come up. They'll throw money at them. They don't have um, garters or, or any or a thong or anywhere to put the money. Pretty much every dancer who gets up on stage doesn't have clothes on. Like there's no. It's not a strip club. Do you know what I mean? It's a nude club. The most charming thing about this being a Memphis strip club is that occasionally, all the dancing and strippy sexiness of the club will stop. There'll be nobody on stage, and they'll just put on a good old, like, you know, country-western standard that everybody knows, and everybody's just, like, drinking and, you know, slapping their beer bottles together and singing along. They're all like, I got friends in low places, and they're like, you know, and this one guy's so drunk that he's, like, conducting everybody, and he's got a mustache and everything like that. Like, the club is getting fuller and fuller, and more and more, they're just, like, on you, like, like every five minutes. They just, like, come up to you, like, are you ready for dance now? Are you ready for a two-for-one dance? Or they'd say, I, and I realized, the more successful ones would say, like, hey, what's your name? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, you're, you're not from around here, are you? No, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm from Boston. Oh, Boston, oh, really, how long you been here? What, you know, what you doing here, you know? Meanwhile, the stuff on stage is getting more and more intense, at a certain point, they start, they, they sort of dispense with the, with the, like, you know, the greetings and everything, and they just start grabbing my crotch, you know, through my pants, right. as soon as they're talking to me. Right. They're like, how you doing? And I was like, whoa, uh, good. You know, I didn't, I, but I didn't want to, like, grab their hand and throw it away, you know, it's like, I'm a journalist. Right. So this lady comes up to me, and she's like, hey, what's your name? And, uh, and she's kind of, like, putting her arm around me and stuff. I was like, it's Sean. She goes, oh, really? I'm Shauna. I was like, oh, what a shock that is. <laughs> what a coincidence. She's like, you know, where are you doing? Where are you from? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm from Boston. Oh, wow. She's like, so you, you haven't been here before? And I was like, no, no, actually, I haven't been here before. She goes, oh, well. She goes, you know, down here we have something called Southern Hospitality. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, you know, I think you'll find it's it's different um, than, than a lot of other clubs you might have been to. And I was like, oh, well, um you know, kind of how so, and she starts stroking, like, through my pants, and I'm saying to her, and I sound like Woody Allen, like, with cocaine, you know, I'm like, oh, this is actually, you know, and like, so you're, ta are you talking about actual sex, you know, <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, no, she's like, we couldn't do that, it's still a public place, she's like, you know, everything would be through your pants, but I think you'd find it's a little more intimate than a lot of other clubs, and I was like, oh, well, that's, and this was, like, the part where I, asked one less question than I should have. What I should have said at that point was, do you get people off? Because that's really what I wanted to know. Because that's illegal. I mean, and for some reason I just didn't ask her that, and I don't know why. Um, but I but I did say, you know, like, I, yeah, I, you know, I don't think I'm ready yet. You know, maybe they'll just give me a little while. And she's like, all right, well, you look out for me, and I'll look out for you, sweetie. And I was like, oh, absolutely, you know. Meanwhile, I'm, like, going back into the bathroom every now and then to, like, write things down that people say to me. And, like, I feel like I have to pretend like I'm taking a shit. So, like, I'll, like, take my pants off and sit on the toilet in order to, like, like take notes and stuff. And, like, I feel like this is, like, some, you know, but I, I feel equally, like, you know, like, this is, like, I'm doing the real work of journalists and, like, I'm screwing this whole thing up. Because I still kind of have no idea, you know, what actually goes on in this club. I don't know if they sell drugs. I don't know if they have sex. I don't know if they get guys off. It seems like they do, but maybe they don't. Go back out. All of a sudden, they start playing Carmina Burana, which, which is actually a song that I grew up with. So I was, I, was, I was kind of chagrined that they were using it to like introduce this, like, this sex act. And it's going like, Aah! 
Amen. On that pussy licking tour of America. I give you. You know, the music completely changes and the spots are, the lights are going crazy. And these, the fattest, fattest women you have ever seen in your life. And I am talking about obese. Three, four hundred pound, huge, enormous black women. Get up on stage. I mean, the crowd is just, like, gobsmacked. They're, like, on the stage, like, flies on fucking shit. They're just, like, you can't say two swears in a row. Do you bleep things out? It doesn't matter. So, um, and, and the DJ at one point says something like, you know, Can we get a good 69 going on stage? Come on, you know, before you get off stage, do 69. And they start going <laughs> and the DJ just goes, Oh my goodness. <laughs> and just as soon as it started, it ends. And they get off stage and he's like, Juicy and Candy! And everybody applauds and they collect their money and they, they get off the stage. And as though to like have like a little salad after the main course or an aperitif or a, rather a digestive, you know, or something like that. The two skinniest women in the club get on stage. Like skinny, 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 little, little women. This one woman was so skinny, it was clearly a drug-induced skinny. Like she was clearly uh, an addict of some sort. She was covered in sweat. Her eyes are like dinner plates. She's uncomfortable and she's struggling to perform these acts. The DJ, after just a few sort of interchanges of them going down on each other, says, Well, okay, you know, great, ladies and gentlemen, you know, whatever their names were, you know, Barbara and Jenny. And the sweaty addict, like, like gets up on her knees and looks up at him, like, up in the booth all of a sudden, like, what are you doing? You know, we, we just got on stage, like, we need to make our money. But, I mean, it was clear that it was just, it was gross, you know, and it was weirdly grosser than these two obese women. Um, you know, the DJ guy was like, that's, that's not what anyone is here to see. But it was the most true thing that anybody, I mean, that's the truth of that industry, you know, which is really the reason that I was there to document like what this does to people and why they want to leave it and why it is actually better to make maybe $500 every two weeks than it is to make $500 a night doing this. Um, I think like I have another beer or whatever and then I, I get, uh, I get out side and I get in the cab and, uh, and we drive back down the highway and we just talk about the weather the entire way home. <laughs>